Welcome to another episode of Sincerely Keelay. Um, So recently this week, I've been like meditating and focusing on the book of Exodus, which focuses on the story of Moses. And I wrote a post on Instagram in the midst of me reading the book, um, just explaining like my relation to the story of Moses. And you see, Moses' mother was afraid. And like so many of us, she wanted the best for her child. And she wanted to protect him at all odds. Like, to me, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm not getting rid of my child. So even if that meant separating him from her, she was giving him the chance to a better life. She didn't know where he would end up, which inspires me more than ever because she legit had to have crazy faith and just do it, like, straight out. So this week I was going to release a very emotional episode that was about like the flood of fear of a mother, period, um, with everything that were going on in the world and everything that us mothers and parents have to go through on a daily basis um, on the outside of racism and everything else. And well, yeah, as you can see, God said, nah, not yet. He wanted me to talk about the doubting process, because I think some people think because we proclaim to be Christians and we have this crazy faith, quote unquote, that we don't get fearful and we don't get hesitant and we don't worry and we don't fret and we don't stress and we don't have questions when it comes to what God has called us to do. But sometimes I don't even know if I know what God has called me to do. So that kind of pretty much places me in an unknown territory of like, yeah, nah, God, it's not me. It's not me you don't want to use. It's not me um, that's meant for this calling. It's not for me. It's not my time. I don't have a purpose here, right? So I was talking to my husband and I was looking over some of the times that I worded it as it being inconsistent. Like that was my thing. I will always say, well, you know, I've always been inconsistent with things. Like it was just normal to do. And I legit said that momish, my podcast, (laughs) the brand was the one thing I wanted to become consistent with. Like what a joke. Right. And the reason why I said that is because I'm like, being a mother is the only thing I couldn't give up on. You know, I feel like God placed that in my in my lap. And that's the one thing he said that I wouldn't be able to give up on. And, and I truly believe that to this day. But that's me. But what, as I begin to talk about it, I'm like, you know what? There's moms and dads out here that have given up. Last week's episode, we talked about me growing up without my biological father. And as much as I dig deep into that, where I'm like, you know what, how could he give up on his kids? You know, I couldn't imagine a day or a year or more than a year or months or hours with me. Well, I can imagine hours being without my kids. I ain't gonna lie to (laughs) y'all. 
<laughs> but I couldn't imagine like not being in my kids' lives and, and watching them grow and watching them mature and watching them learn and being a part of their growth and progress in life. I couldn't imagine be, not being a part of their story in life. I couldn't imagine them not having that connection with me in life. You know what I'm saying? And so as I said it so easily where I was like, well, this is the one thing that God placed in my lap because being a mother, you can't give up. And as I said it, I'm like, you know what? You can, you know, there's moms and dads out here that have given up. So it's not just a guarantee that it's something that it's something mandatory when becoming a parent, but more so it's a choice. And as I said it, and as I, you know, thought about it, I'm like, there's, there were many choices in my life that I made that I thought were so easy and, and point blank and period and black and white that they weren't. And so I kind of wanted to get into that today. I wanted to get into us doubting ourselves and us not feeling worthy of ourselves. And maybe it's you and maybe it's not. And I'm just sharing my story, which is fine. And I really appreciate you guys listening to, into my story. So just want to get into that. Um, and I'm just going to go back a little bit because back in high school, like I was never the popular kid. But at that time, who didn't want to be popular? Low key, right? Like we wanted to be popular. We just may or may not have been popular because at that time we didn't know what popular meant. We didn't know what it meant to what it took to be popular. We didn't know who we need to connect with to be popular. We didn't know who we need to network with to be popular. You know what I'm saying? And so I joined stuff thinking, oh, this is kind of the way you network and this is the way you connect with folks. Plus, it can kind of help me get a scholarship um, because my parents clearly didn't have money for school. So cool. So this was before my my word of the year came about, right? So this was before everything that I do and everything that I say and everything that I commit to is intentional, right? As we talked about in the first episode, intentionality was not there at all. And so I was just doing stuff just to be doing stuff or doing stuff for the wrong reasons. And so the first thing that I thought about, I was like, oh, I joined cross country. Let's do it. It's something that's after school. It's going to give me a scholarship. Everybody says it's a good activity. But why would you join cross-country, sis, and you can't even run? Like, you don't even like to run. I hate running. I hate doing anything that's physical. I I hated running. It was just not my thing. But I did it. Don't even like to run. It was the worst. Like, I legit got lost in a race, y'all. Like, I legit got lost in a race where the people on the race was like, no, don't come this way. (laughs) You're about to go on the highway. That's how bad it was. Like, I didn't even know how to complete a race. And when I got back from the race, everybody was on the bus. Like, they were on the school bus ready to go back to school. And I was like, God dang, I failed this. And so, yeah, gave that up, moved on to dance. Let's try out dance. Let's try out palms. You know, everybody on palms seems to be popular. So I did that my first year. And my mom was like, I made I made the team my first year. My mom was like, no, we don't got the money. We don't have the extra money to afford that. So you can't be on palms. Okay, cool. Cried about it. Got an attitude about it. Fine. You know, you have to understand, like, um, what my family was going through behind the scenes that nobody was seeing 
was something that we had to deal with internally. So I went to Gwen Park High School, but I commuted from Forestville, Maryland. Didn't have the money, didn't have the finances, didn't have this and that, didn't didn't live like the majority of Gwen Park. And I'm not saying that nobody else went through what I went through, but we didn't have the money of the majority of Gwen Park. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it was what it was. But um, didn't get to do palms. And then I tried out for palms again later on in high school and I made it. And my mom was like, okay, we'll make it work. And it was so crazy because I love dancing. Can't dance for nothing, y'all. Like, I feel like I have the capability of dancing, but I, I really can't dance. And so um, I love to dance, but I didn't have the, I didn't necessarily have the confidence to dance. And so me lacking that confidence, whenever it was time to perform, I would get nervous. I would get scared. I would get anxious. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to perform on a field full of people. I don't want to perform in a gym full of people. I don't want to perform at a competition, you know? So I think that a lot of us walk around and we think that confidence is something that comes easy. And so I know a lot of us say that um, we kind of blame the social media craze for creating this highlight reel of our lives and that we only want to show the good stuff. But I really, for, for me, I personally think that a lot of us was doing it before the social media craze and we didn't realize it. I feel like we were walking around and we were like, oh, okay, yeah, like, this is the good part of my life that I want to show you. Like, even to our friends, even to our relationships, I know me personally, again, if I'm not talking to you, fine, thank you for listening. However, for me, I was putting on a front. I knew the struggles and the obstacles and the issues that were going on at home. I knew the internal issues that I was having with myself, with self, self, self-esteem, low self-esteem, low confidence level. Um, and so I kind of was pretty much like pretending to be something, something that I wasn't or pretending to be somebody that I, that I was not. And it wasn't that I was completely presenting this fake person, it was that I was saying, hey, this is the confidence level that I wish I had. And sometimes we don't realize that we're pretending to have the confidence that we wish we had and not having the genuine confidence level that we actually could have. And so I want to get into that because like I said, a lot of people want to blame the social media craze on the highlight reels and how we show our lives. We show the pretty parts of our lives, but not the negative part of our lives. But we've been doing that. I know for me, I've been doing it. I wasn't showing people that my family was struggling financially. I wasn't showing people that, you know, we had some things going on in our family that didn't want, that I didn't want to share with people. I was showing them like, oh yeah, my family good. We good. I got the new joints. I'm good. I can be on palms. I'm good. I got good grades. I'm good. Like, you know, and it became hard. It became difficult. It became, and that's why I, I love that in today's world, we're being more transparent. We're sharing more of ourselves with people. We're letting people understand us for who we are. We're letting people see our struggle and how we overcome it rather than hiding 
the issues and the trials and the tribulations that we're actually struggling to overcome, if that makes sense. And so it was just a lot. Um, and so I went, I went through that and then um, that was something I, I danced in college. And then when I came home from college, which is a whole nother episode, college is a whole episode in itself, probably like two or three or four. Right. <laughs> but um, when I came home from college, like I really got a passion for mine and mine to me was like a conversation. It was me having a conversation with God through movement. It was more so it was more than liturgical dance. It was more than singing in the choir. To me, it was the motion and expressing myself to God in that way. And so people would say, oh, you're really blessing me. You know, you, you have to continue this. You have to go to this church and that church and this church and that church. And my pastor wanted me to go to different things with her. And I was like, oh, really? Okay. 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 And then I was like, nah, run away. And I shared this with my husband as I was writing things down for this podcast episode of feeling unworthy and feeling doubtful in my life. And I told my husband, it's a pattern with me. I said, babe, it's a pattern with me and I don't understand it. I don't know what understand where it roots from, but there's a pattern with me that I don't like. And I share with him like the mind thing. When people said I was blessing them and continue going, keep going, keep going, I ran from it. And then my pastor, she came to us, um, my husband and I, we, we were um, doing the singles ministry and we were really, we were really doing good. People were showing up on, uh, on Fridays at 8 p.m. You talking about on a Friday at 8 p.m., people showing up for a singles ministry. And we would do fun activities and we would have great conversation. My pastor was like, I'm really loving what you're doing with the singles ministry. You and your husband are doing a fantastic job. I really want to talk to you about going into this program for ministry. And I was like, mom, like such and such and such and such. I'm not going to put no names out there, but she wants me to go into this program for ministry. Ran away from it. Now, I don't want to do the singles ministry no more. And so then um, God legit, when I tell y'all God speaks, when he speaks, he speaks boldly. And God gave me this vision for this youth program from beginning to end. And as I began to focus and actually listen and, and get clarity, songs were coming for dances, songs were coming for choir, the acting and the scenes were coming together on the message that he wanted me to portray to the church at that moment. And the youth at that moment, it was a whole youth program on a Friday night for our anniversary. And so many people were like, y'all were on fire last night. You know, I really was blessed. You know, I had the whole youth ministry to fast with me. And my pastor was like, y'all got to do this again. This was a blessing. Everybody was blessed. And I was like, oh, really, really, really? No, ran away from it. And so I shared this with my husband. I'm like, you know what, babe? There were so many things that I looked at that I ran away. And I would pretty much be, I would pretty much be like, nah, not me. No, God can't use me. And and even when it came down to my husband, you know, every woman wants that. They want the proposal. They want the love of their life to want them to be with them for the rest of their life. 
And a lot of women even go to the point of giving the man the ultimatum. Like, if we're not going to be married in such and such and such a time, then I don't think this is going to work. But for me, it was different. For me, I was pretty much like, no, you know, you deserve better. My childhood is crazy. You won't understand it. My family could be crazy. I don't want you to do this. I have issues. Like I made up every excuse to this man. And we're going to get into that in another episode, of course, with my husband. But the un- the the feeling of feeling unworthy and the feeling of doubting myself and the feeling of low self-esteem and not having confidence has traveled with me all through my life. And as I talk to my husband about this, I'm like, I want to get to the root of this because I don't understand where it's coming from. And I told him, I said, it's oftentimes that I feel like that I am my biggest competition. And I know that we see the meme on Facebook where we're like, oh, the biggest competition I want to have is me. I'm I'm my biggest competition. You know what I'm saying? And it comes off as a positive manner. But to me, it's always been a negative connotation because it, it's always been me against me. But it's always been me doubting me and me talking down to me and me negatively thinking about me. And so whenever I will be doing good or or um, living out my purpose or living out my calling, it would always be me saying, no, you're not worthy of this. Stop. Who told you you could do this? You need to cut this out right now. And I was talking to my husband and I was like, I don't know what it is. And it comes down to even my brand. You know, when it comes to momish, I get so like nervous about promoting myself. And I know people are like, why the heck did she start a brand if she afraid to promote it? Because <laughs> I say it on face on Facebook and Instagram. And I know people are like, why she start a brand if she was afraid to promote it type thing? Like if she wasn't ready, she shouldn't have started it. And that's the stuff that I say to myself. And my husband are like, some people are not saying that. People are not saying that, Kile. And I and but it's me. It's my mind telling me, like, why'd you start a brand and you weren't ready to promote it? And as I am fearful of promoting it. The crazy part about it is when I wear somebody else's brand, I'm so bold and I'm so confident in promoting their brand. And I'm so excited for them to grow and progress. I'm so supportive of people that I know are genuine about their passion. Like I want them to progress and I want them to succeed. And it's so much easier for me to post their stuff and be like, oh, yeah, I got this tea from here and I got this from there. And yeah, you know, check them out, purchase from them. But when it comes down to my brand, I'm so afraid to do that. And I don't know why. And so that's what I've been in constant prayer of. But um, I think that's why God placed on my heart to read the book of Moses, Moses, because I was legit in Walmart, y'all. Like I was legit in Walmart. Um, looking for books for my kids. And I was in that middle section and they have like the kid Bibles and they have the women devotion and all that stuff. And so I picked up a kid's Bible and the first thing that I turned to was Moses. And so I didn't read it or anything, but clearly heard the voice very clear and was like, read the book, of, read the book 
of Exodus. Read the story of Moses. And I was like, what? All right, whatever. And so I came home, didn't do anything. Next day, didn't do anything. And then I was like, well, I heard it really clear. Let me read the book of Exodus and started reading it. And I want, and I listened to how well I received how doubtful and how unworthy Moses felt and how Moses was like, you know what, God, like I've never spoken great in my life. I am not the servant that you want to use. Use somebody else. Don't use me, bro. Don't use me, bro. And that's me. I'm like, nah, God, I'm good. Use somebody else because I'm going to fail every test that you give me. I'm not going to complete it correctly. I'm not worthy of this. I'm going to doubt myself the whole time. Don't use me. You know what I'm saying? But God is going to use who he want to use. And if this encourages you, just know that if God is calling you, He's already spoken these things over your life. He's already set this purpose in your life where he already believes that you are going to complete this task and he's going to guide you through and through. And this goes on to say that I was just, when God said, when Moses said, no, don't use me, like use somebody else. I felt that to the core. Like that's been me so many times where I'm in a room and I'm like, no, God, I don't fit in this room. There's been times where um, I've been in a room with people and I'm like, God, I don't know what to say. You know, I don't know what to say because I'm in this room with these people and they got college degrees and they're talking about their college and they're talking about their sororities and fraternities and they're talking about their education and their level of experience and I don't have it. So why would you place my feet in these rooms when I don't know what to say out of my mouth? And if I say the wrong thing, that's going to just blow me type thing. You know what I'm saying? And I get emotional and I and I come home and I, I cry to my husband and I talk to my husband about it. Um, and I just think about it because I'm like, you know what? I don't have a college degree. I don't have this and that. Um, I don't have certain experiences that people have. And I thought about it how it's like, if I wanted a job, you know, you had that, you have your resume for that job, right? They look at my resume and they're like, okay, she qualified to, to at least get her in the door, right? And then we'll train her. We'll train her. She's going to go to this training. She's going to go to this training. She's going to go to this training. And then I grow. And I grow and I grow and I grow because I'm being trained. And it's so, like, it's so tedious and it's so upfront that I understand what I'm going through step by step. And I look at it if I, if I go to school, they're going to teach me. You go to this class and you go to this class and you pass these classes and you go to the next grade. And then you go to this class and you take this test and you go to this class and you go to the next grade. And it's always so easy for us to understand that. And what's not easy is life. Because we don't have a manual, we don't have a book, we don't have those trainings. We do, but there's they're not as simple as one, two, three. There's there's not a visual that we can say, 
okay, now you pass this. You can go to the next relationship and have more confidence. And now you've passed this. And now you go to parenthood. And I'm going to give you a manual on how to be a mom and how to navigate being a wife. We don't have that. And so every point in my life, I've doubted myself, not where it was just jobs, but life experiences. Like, am I worthy to be your wife to my husband? Like, am I worthy to be your wife? I'm not worthy. You don't understand. Like, my childhood is jacked up. I got my family's jacked up. I got like stories for days for you, like that'll make you run away. So, I'm giving you the opportunity to run away right now. And I really said that to my husband. Like, it wasn't no normal, like, oh, yeah, I want to be married and propose to me. And, you know, no, it was me saying, bruh, nah, nah, I'm not who you want to marry. You know what I'm saying? And even having my kids, you know, I've always doubted myself. I still doubt myself. Like, I think I'm in the toughest part of motherhood that I've ever experienced. I ain't going to lie to you. Like, navigating Hunter growing up to be... He's six now. He's about to be seven. He's coming into this new personality. He's navigating this growing up phase and he has his own opinions, his own attitude, his own. It's just a lot. And then dealing with Jackson, who is three and has his own personality, who's the complete opposite of Hunter. And so I'm dealing with a whole new child with a whole new personality. And I'm like, bro. You know, like, I ain't deal with this with Hunter. So this is a whole first-time mom type thing, you know what I'm saying? And then dealing with their age difference because Hunter wants attention, but Hunter wants attention in a different way, and he thinks he's this age, and Jackson wants to follow him as the little brother following the big brother, and then they're fighting. And then it's, y'all love Jackson more. Y'all pay more attention to Jackson. I'm like, no, what we're doing, what I'm doing is, I'm teaching Jackson everything that I taught you and explaining that to him and explaining all of this crap that we're going through in this coronavirus type stuff. It's just been difficult. And so if anybody was to ask me years from now, your journey of motherhood, what would you say was the hardest? I would definitely say 2020, like, because I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And some days I'm like very down and some days I'm crying and some days I feel like a failure. And some days I'm asking my husband, where do we go wrong? And some days I'm rewinding the the recorder in my head where I'm like, well, did I go wrong with Hunter turn three? Did I go wrong with Hunter turn four? You know, I'm, I'm rewinding those memories in their lives to make sure like, yo, did I mess up somewhere that, that, that is now coming into... Re- coming into fruition in their life, like, am I doing the right thing? I don't want my kids to be scarred when they get older. I don't want my kids to regret anything. I don't want my kids to um, hate me. I don't want my kids to not like me. You know, I want to discipline them, but I also want them to understand that I'm their friend. I also want them to be free with communicating with me, but I also don't want them to feel like they can just do whatever. It's just so freaking much y'all like so much and so I believe that doubting ourselves is real I believe that not having confidence in ourselves is real and I think that like I said a lot of people want the confidence and we speak about the confidence like I'll post Instagram um 
picture and I'll be like, this is me. I'm confident as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is me. I'm stepping out in my boldness. I'm walking into my purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's me speaking affirmations over me. And that's one thing that I will say about this generation of parenting that I didn't have. I don't remember. And not saying that our parents didn't instill in us like great qualities, but I don't remember us being, which I'm very, very surprised that my um, love language is not words of affirmation. I'm really surprised by that because I always talk about it. I'm like, you know, I don't remember us growing up where our parents, you know, had us say affirmations. They didn't, you know, speak those things. And that's one thing that I'm working on with my kids where I'm like, I want to speak those things. Let them know that they're confident. Let them know that they're strong. Let them know that they're proud. Let them know that they're loving. Let them know that they're kind. Let them know that they're intelligent. Let them, like, I want to provide that foundation where they have the confidence that they can stand on as they become older and as they begin to navigate the ways of the world and the ways of life. Because when I look back over all those years that I went through all those things, I'm like, crap, bro. I never been like this confident type person. I never been like bold. And I, I think a lot of people look at me that way because of my personality, but my personality has never always been this. And so, um, I think like we call it liquid courage. Like it was a lot of times that I was out and about and I was, you know, drinking, dragging, you know, <laughs> and it would make me feel more confident in speaking to people and talking to people and laughing with people and, and being this person that I wasn't always, I've always been like the quiet, in the background type type person, unless I knew you, unless I got to know you and you got to know me and we understood each other type thing. And, and that's the most, I think that's the most, the best thing I love about myself now. Like I'm just free. I'm goofy. I'm going to show you my goofy side. I'm a, I'm a be silly. I'm going to embarrass myself. And I don't even care anymore. Like back in the day, you would have never saw me pop locking like I do on Instagram, acting fool, looking a mess. But now I'm like, F it. Let's do it. Let's pop lock. Let's let's act the fool. Let's do our thing because that's always been the genuine me. And so that's really why I took this step of faith of saying, let's create this podcast of being genuinely you, sincerely Keelay, because you're not just a mom. You don't want to just talk about mom stuff. You have issues within you. And I have to tell you, these are the, this is the first time that I've ever like expressed a lot of this stuff outside of, of course, my husband and my family to other people. But let's talk freely. Let's talk about this stuff. Let's chat about it. Cause you didn't been through some things, sis. So let's get it out. And it's very therapeutic, actually. So I really thank you guys for listening and tuning in for whoever is listening and tuning in. Um, But yeah, so I just really wanted to talk about like being doubtful and and feeling like you're not worthy and understand that God will use anybody. And God has spoken these things over our lives. God has placed a gift and an anointing in all of us. We just have to listen 
And we have to understand and be willing to receive what he is saying to us and be willing to live out what he has placed inside of us and be willing to to put the fear aside and say, you know what? I ain't fearful. I I am not fearful. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love and a sound mind. God has given me the power and authority. God has given me this unique identity. He knows my name, so he ain't mistake none of this that he gave me for nobody else. And now I'm about to live it out. I'm about to encourage somebody. I'm about to inspire somebody. I'm about to motivate somebody. I'm about to uplift somebody. I'm about to let them see the true me. I'm about to let them see the ugly me. I'm about to see let them see the imperfect me. I'm about to let them see the growing me. Because once I grow into what God has called me to be, y'all going to look back and say, God dang, I remember when sis wouldn't even, I remember when bro wouldn't even, and now they doing the thing. And so that's what that's really what I want to look back on myself and be like, dang. And I have, as I speak to my husband about those things, and as I read it out loud and as I talk it out loud, I'm like, I did I wasn't always this person. And so I see the growth in myself, which makes me proud, which makes me inspire, which makes me motivated. Cause sometimes you gotta inspire and motivate yourself. What's the song? Sometimes you gotta encourage yourself. You got to. And that was not on beat, but <laughs> y'all know the point. And it makes me push forward. It makes me want to keep going. Like keep going, sis. Don't give up. Keep going, sis. Don't give up. And I don't care if this episode reaches one person, but I did it. So I love y'all, and I'm glad that y'all listened in, and I'm glad y'all tuned in, and I can't wait for the next episode. We got some more stuff coming, and I'm super, super excited. I'm super, super scared. I'm super, super nervous, but I'm going to do it because that's what God called me to do, and I'll talk to y'all later on the next episode of Sincerely Kile. Peace.